This episode of The Chaser Report is sponsored by love. Fun fact, love was invented by the Romans to sell Valentine's Day cards, chocolate and edible underwear. Wow! Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report for Friday the 5th of November 2021. I'm Dom Knight. Hello, Gabby Bolt. Hello, Dom Knight. I like this full naming system. Yes. Now, look, Charles Firth, I think it's fair to say, Gabby, he hasn't been working out. The writing's been on the wall for a while. So, Charles is out. Uh, it's No, it's just that he saw an opening at Sky News recently. So, he's jetted off. Yes. So, he's hosting a, a nightly program over there. He's, he's gotten conservative enough in his old age and ranty enough to work there. But the good news is we are instead joined by broadcasting legend... Mr. Alan Jones. Alan, welcome to the Chaser Report. Oh, good to be with you. It's such a thrill to be part of the Chaser Boys. I've always loved the Chaser Boys. Chris, Craig, Julian, Chaz, Andrew. Oh, what a voice. Oh, God. <laughs> He's the Anthony Collier, isn't he, of, uh, of the Chaser? Oh, oh, Andrew is definitely the Anthony Collier of the Chaser. Oh, such a darling little voice. Oh, God. And oh. what an honour for us, Alan, that you were available to, to co-host at last, that you, you've got some time on your hands to, to instead yes, present God. with us. I've, uh, I've cleared my schedule uh, to make sure I can present with you. I think you are the most important voice in podcasting in Australia. Fair and balanced. That's why I'm with you. <laughs> what exactly happened with Sky? Because be <laughs> narratives, they're, they're telling one story, you're telling another. Look, I'm letting you know that I decided to leave on my own behalf. I'm residing from Sky News to spend more time with my alternative reality message board. I've got quite the following. Oh, what's what's it called, Alan? It's called QAlon. I've got 150,000 boomers who all think Robert Menzies is still the prime minister. (laughs) And climate change is all a hoax perpetrated by the Blue Wiggle. God, it's really good fun. So news say, Alan, that um, you were given an offer, but rather than being four nights a week on on TV, you were having a weekly gig on a streaming service that hadn't even been launched yet. I can't believe you said no to that kind offer. I would never join a streaming service. Oh, God, it's only broadcast or bust for me. This is broadcasting, right? No comment. Sure. (laughs) If you say it is, Alan. So... You made a claim about the ratings. The other thing that confuses me is that you said you were top rating at 8pm. Does that mean top rating except for the things people actually watch like broadcast television? Look, the ratings come and go, much like polls on polling day. You know, sure, mm. the ratings haven't been too crash hot, but I've been in hospital. You know, they say you should never take a holiday in show business in case someone better takes your place, Tom. Uh, well, I didn't get a holiday. I was in hospital for a very long time. I had some surgery in my leg. I was leaning too far to the left. <laughs> How's your leg it's, doing now? It's fine. I'm all bang up. I'm swung back over to the right. Oh, God, where it should be. Well, Alan, you've won a lot of awards in your time, uh, commercial radio awards and, and so on. Um, are you pleased to be joining a, a podcast such as this that's nominated for the Australian Podcast Awards? Oh, yes, congratulations. I hear you do have a nomination for the Australian Podcast Awards for comedy. Now, I was just mm. wondering, could we possibly change categories? Uh, what, what are you thinking, Alan? Is there a category for, like, best podcast to incite a race ride? I think that could be a real growth category. <laughs> we can we can put in a request. Uh, can we just check whether you're a, a good fit before we, we go too much further with this? Um, sure, maybe yes. give us some news headlines. Just, you know, oh, Rec has okay, been yeah. doing them. Maybe you could audition for that role. Okay, here we go. Uh, here's the news headlines with Alan Jones, me. 
If Anthony Albanese wants Australia to take more action on climate change, well, why isn't he limiting the amount of hot air coming out of his mouth? <laughs> And oh. in order to restore the balance to the ABC, they've hired me to host a new version of an old favourite, Q and Allen. <laughs> oh. Okay. What do, what do you think of that? I think, um, look, Alan, uh, I'm glad you're available. We'll, we'll get back to you later in the podcast, if that's all right. Yeah. On today's podcast, Craig Rewcastle is going to take a look at the climate debate over in Glasgow. And Alexa's going to delve into the world of NFTs. What could possibly go wrong? Plus another yarn from Charles Firth. We call it fiction or furphy. But all of that after this with Rebecca DeNamuno in the Chaser Newsroom. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Disgraced former radio host turned disgraced former TV host Alan Jones has begun preparations for his final appearance on Sky News after the network decided not to renew his contract following low ratings. Reportedly, Jones plans to spend his final episode with one final rant on lazy, unemployed people like himself. After facing criticism for his handling of the French situation, Scott Morrison has avoided blame by stating that international diplomacy is actually the responsibility of the states. In response to this, all state premiers proved their innocence by leaking their private text conversations with Scott to the public. Seven News have apologised for inaccurately identifying an Indigenous man as the kidnapper of Cleo Smith. The network admitted the mistake was a clerical error as they actually intended to report the abduction was carried out by three black football players. That's the latest headlines from The Chaser Report. I'm Rebecca Dayunamuno and fuck Channel 7. It's not often that anyone from The Chasers actually knows something about anything, but in recent years, Craig has become someone who knows a bit about the environment and uh, does shows and stuff and talks about it. So let's actually have a chat with him in a degree of seriousness about what's going on in Glasgow. Yes. I don't actually know. I, I'm, not, I'm not actually big on the international conferences generally, but uh, you know, it has been, there's been some, a couple of interesting things that have come out of it. Firstly, on an entirely non-environmental basis. Mm. You know, there's always the thing about, Every time Donald Trump would make a mistake, you know, there was certain analysis was like, oh, he's a genius. He's playing four-dimensional chess. He's done this intentionally. <laughs> strategic. Yeah, strategic. Mm. Do you think that Scott Morrison just, like, totally fucked up the whole relationship with France just as a way of distracting from the, his otherwise shit uh, climate policy? Oh, I see, yeah, because mm. it would overshadow. Because it was like no one talked about his yes. climate policy almost at all. As a matter of fact, no one even went and saw him do his speech. <laughs> Did you see that? Yes. <laughs> that was quite – I actually almost felt sorry for him in a room full of nobody listening yes, at all. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. I guess it was in a way, though, not having an audience made it less embarrassing for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I suppose when you have nothing to say, then no one's going to turn up to hear you not say it. But it's just was <laughs> the entire coverage was kind of of the battle with France, which come election time, no mm. one is really voting on whether or not we have a good relationship with so, France. So Scott Morrison, uh, like it's not 4D chess, but it's 
4D checkers, at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Does, did, was that his brilliant long-term plan? I think there's generally a mistake when someone does something that is obviously <laughs> stupid and you go, oh, it's strategic stupid. Like, mm. is, this, is this his first rodeo? You're suggesting to me, Don, that what it is is that you can have multiple layers of incompetence that mm. sometimes, through your own incompetence, pile up in such a way that at the same time... Those incompetences overlap. No, but, that, but that was Trump's strategy. Like, I'm sorry to to put some facts onto this fire. Train, <laughs> See, do you know, notice, Gabby, that as soon as I start talking about incompetence, Charles became the expert in the room. <laughs> Defensive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's called failing upwards, isn't it? Isn't that? No, no. But the whole thing that came out in that Bob Woodward book recently was Steve Bannon said to Donald Trump day one, just. Keep pouring shit out. It's the same thing you say to us in the intern's office, Charles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's called the chaser report. <laughs> no, and, and the thing is that most of the things will create controversy and everyone will hate you for it. Mm. But if you just keep yeah. drudging up shit, some things will <laughs> stick. And, and it's much better to sort of absorb all the oxygen mm. than to let anyone else have any oxygen. I yeah, think that is quantity right. over quality. Yeah. I think that's right with Trump. I'm not sure it's right with Morrison. I think that I think that he has that unique talent of trying to do a good get right. Yes. Yeah. Like he thought that the whole AUKUS thing was his great crowning moment. And also, and it is true that the times that he has drifted up in the polls have been the times that he's been on holiday and nobody um, yeah. has seen him for a couple of weeks. <laughs> like, if you, you could, literally, there is a correlation. <laughs> it's amazing. His, his thing is always the quick fix that massively backfires. So, like, during the, the bushfires, you're like, oh, we're getting the army in, and then the Royal Fire Service's head goes, that's a terrible idea, and you didn't even talk to me about it. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. like, for one second, you can see him going, I've solved this yeah. on the master, and then it blows yeah. up. It's like, it's like it's, the place is on fire. Now they're shooting artillery into it. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, I mean, it had happened multiple times with the vaccines as well. Yeah. And now but with this, the text leaking message, the text messages, yeah. he didn't go, oh, that'll teach Macron. And then within five seconds, like, it wasn't exactly, like, it was completely foreseeable that mm. Macron's office would go, They've leaked the text messages. That's not okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yet, just, yeah, for somebody who worked in marketing, I, I just, I don't, how did he pass? But he, he like, failed but in he marketing. Yes, they like, sacked him. Sean Kelly's book, which we're talking about next week, he got sacked from four marketing jobs. Yeah. It's called Failing Upwards. <laughs> like each job he got sacked from and then he got a better job. <laughs> I don't quite know how that happened. Oh, you don't? You don't, Dom? Look at your career. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon we pitch. Happen? You know how, like, um, there's that TV show Wife Swap? Oh. Mm. I reckon we do, like, Life Swap and we swap um, Craig with Scott. Oh, and Ooh, Scott can come work for our podcast because that pretty much is the definition of failing upwards. <laughs> and then Craig can work at Parliament and actually get some shit done that he was never yeah. able to do within the confines of the chaser. I feel like yeah. I feel I like I've know. solved he, it. He, 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 I don't know. Can you can you ha- what's the Latin term for government by novelty oversized check? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of like like my god, the current prime minister is incompetent, and I'm like, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. yeah. <laughs> I've known Craig for what twenty five odd years, and yeah. 
I mean, that's not an absolute yeah. slam dunk. You'd do a better job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd certainly have better press conferences, though. Yeah, well, it, it's yeah. interesting. The, the thing that actually has struck me at COP26 is, is kind of amazing. And it's bizarre having just done the Big Deal documentary, which is all kind of about how, you know, close fossil fuel interests are to the government. <laughs> but it's still funny when you go and look at the Australian, you know, the Australian stand at COP26 is basically <laughs> sponsored by Santos and the only demonstration is Santos. It's just like... You know, a gas company, and it's about their carbon capture and storage. You just go, ah, oh, this is this is extreme, even for what you kind of expect. It's like a parody that you'd actually have. You know, yeah, private companies just basically being the government. Yeah, but also private companies in the very thing like like this is a conference, right? I don't know if this has gotten through at all in Australia. This is a conference kind of about getting rid of fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine going in there and going, okay, who should we have? Let me look at Australia. Let's look at all the things we've got here. Who should we take with us as the people we're going to put at the front of that? What about that fossil fuel company there? And it's extraordinary. And, it, they, you know, the whole thing is they're going to do carbon capture and storage, which I can rant about at some point in, mm. in great detail. But, but isn't that part of the strategy is to just so inflame everything and make it so extreme, like just literally go in and troll everyone by having your fossil fuel company sponsoring you? that it creates divisions and everyone just takes a side because it's all so nasty. I don't know. I think I think they're actually like they're trying to – this is the ridiculous thing about it is that we've been doing this in Australia for like now over 20 years is using – saying carbon capture and storage is going to save us, right? Mm. Yeah, and, so, and giving them green money too. Yeah, enormously. So Kevin Rudd actually, Kevin Rudd's clean energy kind of fund we set up when he first came in, over $4 billion, over $2 billion of that – went to clean coal and carbon capture and storage. And mm. despite all this money going in, so much taxpayer money, we've only one had one project that's used it, which is Gorgon Gas, oh. run by Chevron and Exxon and Shell in Western Australia, which was meant to only, if best case scenario, is going to take 40% of the greenhouse gas emissions that they create and bury them underground, has never hit that. It's got clugged up with sand, was three years late, totally bullshit. Mm. And now Exxon's saying, we're going to do it. And when we do it, the government will pay them for like emissions reduction through the emissions reduction fund. They'll pay them for mm. not creating the emissions. So basically they create the emissions and then they go, but we didn't create as many, pay us <laughs> for it. It's like, it's like, it's like the poo jogger getting paid to clean driveways. Like, yeah. You yeah, are not doing it properly. Not, yeah, not yeah, doing yeah. a very good job of it. Clean forty percent of it off. Yeah, I'll clean. Yeah. I will shit on your driveway. I'll clean forty percent off and be paid for it for the less shit on your driveway. That is literally our current government policy. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Chaser Report is sponsored by Love. You can be all out of it, hopelessly in it, or making it. Hell, I'm giving myself some right now, and I'm done. Hello, Alexa. Hi, hi. I've got some some big news today, some big indecipherable news. Oh, Uh, yeah. So apparently the McDonald's McRib is now an NFT. What? What? You guys know what these things are? (laughs) 
Yeah, yes. I know what a McRibby is. That's, that's like in part of my brain 90s nostalgia shit food that I used to eat as a teenager. And an NFT is a weird thing from now that I don't well, really understand. Aren't they called nifties? They're no. nifties. They're not, they're not NFT. Not at all. I'm pretty sure it's an acronym. So an NFT is a non-fungible token and a McRib is a non-edible food. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Right. Well, I mean, if we want to get deeper into what a McRib is, this is what it actually is. Your petitions worked. The McRib is back. The most important sandwich of the year. So good of David Attenborough to take time out of his day to voice that one. <laughs> Isn't the point, though, that NFTs are sort of, they're like Bitcoin, but for images and things like that. That's how I understand it. It's, oh. it's bizarre. So remember the Nyan cat? Yeah. Like the, the cat flying through the, sp- the sky. Classic. Someone sold the original image of that, even though it's completely reproducible and you... You can just download it yourself. Someone owns the theoretical original version of that. It's yeah. so weird. There's um so one sold recently, which is essentially I mean it's not Nyan Cat, but it's a photo of a cat flying through space, mm. very um derivative for sixty mm. million dollars. What? So so how is a McRib an NFT? Because a McRib is something you eat. It's not digital. Well, I see there's a big problem here, which is that Every time they bring it back, they've done it three or four times. I get really excited. I think, oh, I love the McRib. And then I try one and they're shit. Yeah, they're horrible. They're they're really horrible. So is the (laughs) NFT the same? You you own it and then whenever you open the file or something, (laughs) you go, oh, shit, it's not very good. Yeah, it's literally – so what they're giving out is a picture of a McRib and this is – Something that exists on Google Images, obviously. But but then you uh, but then there's only one person who owns the original version, yeah. the authentic it, copy, right? Yeah. And how much is it sold for? Do we know? We don't know yet. I mean, if it, if we're judging by any of the other NFTs out there, <laughs> it's, it's going to be sixty million, hundreds dollars. of millions of dollars. Guys, wouldn't it be just awful? I mean, just terrible if we were to I don't know make an NFT out of an image of. I don't know, say something that maybe we've used before in this company of, uh, I don't know, just a certain Chris Kenny. Oh, God, Gabby. Great. Yes, I love the idea. I'm not, no, it'd be terrible, Dom. It'd be terrible. We should not do that. That's terrible. Chris Kenny fucking a dog. I was never in this conversation, but (laughs) that would sell for millions. And when we create an NFT of it, and then Mm. somebody can own that image. No, we're not doing it. Yes, It'd be so th- awful. We'd make so much money. I'm, I'm already making it. No, it's that's very a great easy. idea. Yeah, and so we'd probably make more out of that than Chris Kenny got as a settlement from the ABC for us showing it on TV. Oh, that's very clever. But, I mean, like, even in the end of the day, if we don't make any money from it, we'll still be making impact on the world. I mean, just to get an NFT out, you use a lot of energy and a lot of electricity. <laughs> Um, so this 2018 study published in Nature Climate Change found that Bitcoin emissions alone could raise the Earth's temperature by two degrees. So the That's more NFTs right. we put out there, the the more we change our planet. So the same process of like cutting down the Amazon rainforest to make McRibs yeah. and selling an <laughs> NFT of a McRib, they both destroy the planet in yeah. a different way. It's amazing. I mean, the, the, the end of the marketing campaign. Oh, sorry, where are we? So the, the, the end of the McRib NFT marketing campaign says, with the McRib NFT, you'll never again have to say goodbye to the sandwich you love. So, I mean, they're talking about a picture of a sandwich that, you know, exists <laughs> on Google Images for everyone to access say, throughout the year. I was going to say, like a recipe or like, but it's not. I mean, I just hope no one photoshops a picture of anyone fucking a McRib. <laughs> <laughs> Getting onto that right now. The Chaser Report. News you can't trust. Fiction or fact. 
Welcome to another instalment of Fiction or Furphy. This is the game where Charles Firth tells a story and Gabby and Alex have to work out whether it is fiction, completely made up, or Furphy, fundamentally true, but a bit exaggerated. Gabby, are you ready? I, I never am. I- <laughs> but yet I keep asking, Alexa, are you raring to go? Oh, Charles has been lying to me through my entire employment, so I'm, I'm ready for this. All right, it's time, <laughs> Charles, to crack one, tell one. Okay, so I've never told this story before, um, but when I was back at university, uh, must have been like 1996, so about 100 million years ago, um, we we had this thing called university fees, right? And we had HEX, and it was like $300 a semester to go to university. So it was very expensive. You can understand why we were aggrieved when the university said, hang on, maybe we could actually start charging people like $300 a semester up front rather than it be hexable, right? So you can understand, you know, it's a terrible time, Um Wow, that must be so hard for you. I hope that you have dealt with your sacrifices. (laughs) Anyway, so they wanted to charge fees up front, which only, like, it's basically give degrees to dumb rich kids. Anyway, so the point is, we really believed in this cause, and and also there was a sort of um, girl down from... Queensland, who was a student activist and was all very pretty and who I wanted to impress at the time. Anyway, so so it might have also had a little bit to do with that, that we went along to this protest, which was outside the room that they were going to make the decision to bring in upfront fees. Oh, the University uh, Senate. Yes, the University Senate, that's right. And so, and it was in this sort of... I don't know whether you know Sydney Uni, but it's all sandstone and everything like that. It was literally a sort of plate glass window um, that we were protesting outside of, right? And um, and so we're there. I, Craig and I are right at the front of the protest, and then I break the window, <laughs> and it's like, and we didn't mean to break the window. It was just like ah, oh god, and then the crowd went crazy. And it was like, what are we going to do? Like, we've broken the window. This is way more radical than we ever thought we'd be. But then we just chipped away the glass and and I went in. And then and the photographers were there and everything like that. And, and there's a photo. Like, I got a front page on the Telegraph of me, you know, climbing in through this window and, um, and the police grabbed me immediately. I got arrested and... Um, yeah, and that was my – and we won. We won the thing. They didn't bring in upfront fees that year. So, you know, They waited a year or two. <laughs> I basically prevented the university system from becoming a profit machine um, for the universities. Oh, you're the one who saved us from that? Yeah, I saved Amazing. you. Amazing. Thank God. All right. Yeah, I, I'm sure there's still $300 degrees today as well. <laughs> so, what do we think, <laughs> fiction or furphy? Alex, what do you reckon? Um, well, look, I find it hard to believe. It kind of threw me when you started talking about the girl from Queensland. Mm. Just because of the fact that you were there with Craig Rewcastle. And I just don't think you could ever entertain the idea that you'd have a shot with any girl while you're protesting well, with Craig. Yeah. Ouch. Okay. So you think it's a fiction. All right. What do you think, Gabby? Well, well, unlike you, Alexa, I am well versed in four episodes of Simon Tajay's uni documentary series. But I will say... At no point did I see Charles at the protests in the protest episode. Oh, I really? saw everyone else, not you. Well, you are 
both wrong because that was a complete furphy. I I didn't make it up. It's a true, like essentially true. Few details that are changed. <laughs> One is that um, actually it was Craig who heroically broke the window. Broke the window. Yeah, yeah. Fair yeah. but Charles went through, um, and I know because I was there. <laughs> and and also the other detail is that. When I went in, I, I didn't, you know, heroically go, stop the fees. The police immediately got me in this incredibly painful arm lock. Yeah, um, and so all sense. I said, the only words I got out was, I'll go peacefully. I'll go peacefully. <laughs> and I talked to somebody That's- who was in that meeting years later and they said, yeah, you were, it was really humiliating for you. <laughs> Alex, you might notice that um, he didn't say he succeeded with the girl. Yeah. He just wanted to impress the girl, true. which is entirely yeah, very, very true. true. Did you know? Uh, you know, uh, no. Well, I mean, you know, like, I mean, we're no longer friends. If no, every you know. girl wants to hear those magic words. I'll yeah. go peacefully, I'll go peacefully, <laughs> you know? All right, yeah. this has been Fiction or Furphy. Furphy, unbelievable. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is sponsored by Love, something that, if you're in your 20s and listening to The Chaser Report, your parents clearly didn't give you enough of. Me too, man. Me too. Just before we go, it is with great regret that we have to announce uh, the departure of Alan Jones um, from The Chaser Report podcast. And Alan, we offered you a spot on the streaming service uh, for next year, but you don't want it. Well, look, I just found another low-rating podcast I can go get a job with. I'm going to move to Irrational Fear. They've got a spot for me there. They're always one up to me once a week. (laughs) They couldn't get Piers Morgan? (laughs) His voice is really hard to do. (laughs) 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 Have you got a Piers Morgan impression, Dan Illich? That might be a bit more relevant than Alan Jones going forward. (laughs) Piers Morgan, oh, 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 Meghan Markle, what a, what a dirty woman. That, like it's it's that. nice to see a method actor at work, i got to say. <laughs> that is quite uncanny and although probably more coherent than Piers Morgan. Um, <laughs> thank you, Dan. You can catch Dan on the Irrational Fear podcast, which regrettably is also nominated for uh, Best Comedy at the Australian Podcast Awards. Mm. Our gears from Rode Microphones, we're part of the Acast Creator Network and do you think we'll get Charles back next week, Gabby? you think he'll be available? Oh, no, I genuinely think he will take Alan Jones's job. He's can I, not coming can I just back. ask, can I ask for a Xander update too? I want to know how his, oh, uh, yeah. his, his film festival stuff is going. Oh, because his marathon. I, I, want, I demand an update. We're going to do that next week once he's had a whole weekend of adventures. But apparently he made, um, he was only 20 seconds late for his um, second, second film, film last night. So he's yeah, he had to run. Kicking goals. <laughs> Thank you, Dan, and thanks, everyone. We'll catch you next week.